NHR the podcast with Junior and Pat. Hello, Pat, and hello, NEI Hoops Nation. Uh, welcome to another episode of NHR the podcast. We're going to do a conference tournament uh, review here. Uh, we did a lot of the preview shows. Um, again, I just want to uh, shout out to everybody that is actually have quite a few uh, uh, listeners over the, the past two weeks. So I appreciate all of you. Um, to the people that we uh, uh, didn't get articles out on, I, I do apologize, and I do uh, appreciate uh, all the messages and DMs as uh, my family went through uh, death in the family this week. Um, so I do want to uh, just kind of touch base and, and uh, just say I appreciate all of you and, and appreciate all the, the prayers and support uh, this week. But, uh, um, you know, Pat, we, we did pretty good uh, in, in our reviews. I, I uh, am, you know, not just a... a you know, obviously, it's easy to pick favorites from each league, and the favorites have done fairly well. Um, but even in our in our upset picks, um, you know, going through, and this is the time of year. Uh, you know, you've mentioned it several times that this is the time of year where, where upsets tend to happen, and um, you know, our upset teams are, are starting to do well um, and go in. We have uh, one uh, we'll get to later on. Uh, uh, that's going to play for for a championship uh, uh, later on tomorrow uh, in uh, Lincoln. Uh, but uh, just all the way across the board, it's, it's been a fun conference tournament season uh, um, this this entire week, and then pushing into the next week. But uh, uh, this entire week's just been been filled with with unbelievable plays, unbelievable uh, game winners. Um, you know, like we mentioned before, you know, it, it's a time of year where we always have to see big time performances. But uh, um, if if you can't get your if you can't get excited about uh, games this time of year, then then any eye basketball is probably not for you because you probably won't ever like it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that was just a roundabout way of you saying, yeah, I was 100% right about Lincoln. Nailed that. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, what an exciting weekend, exciting, you know, late last week, obviously. Um, and like you said, I don't know why we're ever surprised by upsets, but it seems like every year it, there are just some magical moments and some crazy moments. We saw games go deep into overtime. We saw teams get beat that we didn't expect to get beat, so obviously anticipating more um, here as we, as we come down to the wire of these conference championships and then as we head into the national tournament. But, yeah, a great weekend. Um, obviously some some big, big upsets. And I, I think some, you know, not red flags, but really some concern for, for some teams that maybe are kind of reeling at this point need to get it back on track um, here in the next coming days. Yeah, and, and just touching off of that uh, right there, you know, uh, um I don't know if I need to apologize to, to all the Indiana Wesleyan fans, you know, for, for uh, jinxing them. Um, I, I said that I didn't think that they would, uh, it would be hard, hard, or very, very hard to, uh, to beat people and, or beat them in Lucky Arena. Um, and I believe it was pushing 60 straight wins at Lucky um, prior to the last two weeks. Now they've lost three out of four at home. Um, and, and just a team that, uh, you know, they're still inside the top 10 right now. Um, you know, we'll see where they are end up in the national tournament. They're already in the national tournament. They're, that was never, that's never a, uh, uh, concern uh, for them, but, uh, uh, just kind of looking around the country. I mean, that, that's one of the biggest surprises, just the fact that, uh, you know, they, they were, uh, uh upset, uh, by grace, uh, and, and grace is playing very, very well. Um, they're, they're kind of back. They found, uh, um, they've kind of started finding their rhythm a little bit, um, you know, and, and kind of combining a couple of things here, you know, between Indiana Wesleyan's uh, a little bit of a shocker that not only they lost, but just the fact that they lost three out of four um, at home in the last two weeks. But uh, 
um, as, as we kind of go across the country, you know, even, um, uh, you know, talking about a little bit more of this grace program, uh, um, you know, it's not easy adding a, another alpha score um, in the middle of the year. And um, that's what they did, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, they, they already had one of the nation's leading scores in Frankie Davidson. And, uh, you know, he's not the, the leading score anymore because they, they added Gibbs, uh, one of the Gibbs twins, added both Gibbs twins, but, uh, um, you know, they're just a team that I think they've started to figure out how to play together again. You know, when they added another guy that likes to take shots and, and, and can score a lot of points, um, sometimes that can take away because players don't know what to, you know, how to play with them or, or, or where to get their shots from. And uh, this just seems like a team that's starting to, to round into form and um, uh, a very good team uh, that, you know, I don't know what seed they're going to get in the national tournament. We, we talk about more about them more the next week, but uh I can tell you right now, I don't want to see Grace in my in my pod if I'm anybody right now in the country. Yeah, no, and there definitely is a, a major adjustment period when you have a such a prolific scorer kind of insert himself into the offense. There is like a, a just a figuring out period, and you saw that they struggled kind of starting the calendar year. So that and that's kind of been how the Crossroads League has been all season, right? We saw St. Francis have a major slide um, kind of right before. Christmas break, then we saw Grace kind of have a slide, and now we're seeing Wesleyan have a little bit of a slide. But all those teams, if there's any silver lining in this for Indiana Wesleyan, is that they came back and they bounced back really, really strong. So if Wesleyan can kind of shake this off and, and find their rhythm again, they're really going to look to make some noise in the national tournament. I think, as I always find it interesting, teams are, teams are like, oh, it's okay if we're undefeated and we lose one. Well, there's something to be learned here. I always tell people, you think Bob Knight in 1976 was saying, yeah, I sure hope we lose a game. You know what I mean? Like, I sure hope we get beat. No, yeah. that's just not how it works. But if there's any silver lining, Wesleyan now has kind of lost. It's kind of a little bit of a wake-up call. And now they're ready to roll as we enter into the national tournament. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, you know, just talking about some of these other uh, leagues around, you know, one of the things we've talked about uh, when we did the Sun uh, Conference uh, you know, we always, I mentioned the fact that this league is a league that always seems to have, you know, a four or five seed, uh, come, come out and, and win the, you know, or go and, and play for an, for a conference title. Um, and this Florida Memorial team, um, you know, a little bit of maybe a team of destiny out there in Florida that, uh, um, you know, they got Corey Benton the transfer from uh, the Appalachian athletic conference. It was a re- really, really good player out there. Um, and he ended up being tournament MVP, but, uh, um, this is a team that actually went, uh, actually got a win against the one seed Warner at Warner um, in the semifinals. And then you saw uh, Ava Maria knock off Southeastern, you know, the two heavy favorites in the South in the, uh, in the sun conference uh, went down to the semifinals. And then you had a three, five matchup uh, out in the sun. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if you caught any of that Ava Maria Florida Memorial game, but uh, a double overtime thriller. Um, there were kids that, that because of foul, foul out yeah. and stuff that there was kids checking into the game. Uh, with a minute to go in double overtime that hadn't seen a, a sick, single second during the game. And so, um, you know, it's just that time of year where, where, where crazy, right. crazy things seem to happen. But, uh, um, you, you know, just that entire day, I guess we could t- kind of talk about it. You can come back and circle back and get this one. But uh, that entire day was just a lot of fun uh, on Saturday because um, you, you had one of the best games maybe of the year between uh, uh, Madonna and, and Cornerstone. Um, and I'll tell you some baseball that one a little bit. But then you had – uh, turn around and, and uh, you know, Ava Marie and Florida Memorial said, you hold my beer, you know, I'm, I'm, we're going <laughs> to 
we're going to have our moment in the sun. No, no uh, pun intended there. But, uh, you know, they said they're going to have their moment in the sun and had a big time game. And then uh, we ended the evening with uh, uh, maybe a little controversy, but uh, but also a great, great uh, GSAC game uh, between Ottawa, Arizona and uh, William Jessup with uh, the all game that uh, Ottawa won. Uh, um, and then just a shout out to Ottawa. Um, you know, we, we mentioned it on our GSAC show and, uh, a couple times other or other times during the course of the year, but uh, um, this is a team that um, you know they're just they're in their fifth year uh, of having a program. Um, so they not just not just a fifth year with a new coach. I mean, this is a, they built this. Um, coach Geely uh, um, came over from Mid American Nazarene uh, was a was an assistant under the legend Rocky Lamar, um, and, and took that job uh, when they built the program from scratch. So. Um, five years ago, and, and it took it, and he, he's a G, they're the GSAC champions this year. So, uh, shout out to to uh, Coach Geely and, and the, all of his players, and uh, just got to be a fun fun thing for them to be the first time or first uh, program or first team in the school history to uh, uh, win an or win a conference championship. So, uh, shout out to them. But yeah, Saturday was a big time day. I mean, just big game after big game after big game, and uh, like I said. Uh, uh, I, I know, I know some, not everybody was on the fun side of that, but uh, uh, what a fun day in general. Yeah. You think about that Ottawa team and obviously the kind of a major break go their way, whether you, like you said, agree with it or not, it happened, the call was made and we move on. But we talk about those teams out West and how they can surprise some people. I still think Ottawa, like you build off this. I think a win like that really can kind of propel you in the national tournament. I don't know. That, that team out West feels really, really dangerous at this point in time. I just think a, a win like that team really with nothing to prove and nothing to lose. That's just going into the national tournament and playing free and playing fun really is a team you want to look out for. And thinking about Cornerstone versus Madonna. I mean, what a high power, just exciting game. Like you said, the guys checking in that, you know, didn't even see the floor. But that's this time of year, right? That's what it is. It's got to be next man up. It's got to be guys ready to play, ready to get on the court. So, yeah, obviously that day, that evening was crazy. Um, but that's what it is, right? This is high-level basketball. This is competitive basketball. And those are the games you're going to get. Yeah, and, it, uh, you know, that, that cornerstone game uh, was big shot for big shot. We saw Christian Rodriguez uh, hit a buzzer beater yeah. to, uh, to send it into overtime and uh, – you know, I, I hope his career is not over. You know, we'll, we'll see uh, on Thursday. Um, that'll be when the selection show comes out. They're they're on the bubble. Um, you know, as we have, we'll have bracketology report that'll be out uh, actually before this gets released. But uh, <laughs> before this episode gets released. But uh, we have a bracketology report. Um, you know, we have them in. Uh, but they're certainly on a bubble. And we have 20. Right now, we the way we look at it, there's about 22, 23 teams for about 12 slots. Um you know, that'll be, you know, teams that are um, cheering for the, the Olivet Nazarenes of the world right. uh, because because Lincoln, you know, we got some bid stealers out there that uh, um, are hungry to get in and that won't get in, that poss- quite possibly won't get in without, um, you know, winning their, their league uh, auto bid. But, uh, um, you know, even looking across, the, you know, we, we talked about all those great games, but um, then you got kind of the cream uh, rising to the top and, and playing some good basketball around. Um, you know, we, we got uh, uh, Talladega and, and Loyola round three. Um, and, and, you know, Loyola, man, I, I tell you what, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what Vegas odds, if, if they could do any Iowa to, to win a national title. But I can tell you right now that uh, 
Um, they're they're going to be the heavy favorites heading into Kansas City or heading into the national tournament. Uh, but then again, in Kansas City, you know, as long as they don't get upset, uh, but they'll be the yeah. heavy heavy favorite uh, to win a national title. I mean, you talk just... about team of destiny. Is it possible for a team that was number one to be a team of destiny? I mean, this all they've been through. Yeah. That's just a remarkable story. That's that's movie material, really. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool that uh, they're going to be able to host a national tournament too. Uh, you know, we, we saw the host bids come out this, this past week, and they get a host uh, at the Den. Um, and, and this is the for people that don't know or, or miss some of our earlier episodes. Uh, you know, the, the Den was was uh, basically uh, uh, wrecked from a hurricane early in the year, um, and they were playing games almost the entire first semester. Um, over at Tulane and, and just other places in New Orleans. So they didn't really play a true home game until about a little after uh, the, the winter break. Um, so, you know, to, to go from that to now, uh, they're going to be able to host uh, the uh, first two games uh, uh, of the national tournament uh, is, is a really cool thing. You know, I, I know uh, people online have talked about, uh, uh, you know, the national tournament format, and you can argue that all you want, but it is a really cool thing for, for a team like that to be able to host uh, to go to national tournament. And I don't want to put the Indiana Wesleyan j- uh, jinx on them, but, uh, um, you know, you, you really fully expect them to, uh, uh, no matter who's in their pod, to uh, win two home games to go to Kansas City. So, uh, but that'll be stuff we'll be able to talk about next week. But, um, you know, as we talk about, you know, Talladega is still a very, very good team. Um, I know they're 0-3 against Loyola, but uh, I would certainly not count them out. Um, and if they're they're on opposite sides of the bracket, uh, you, you could see that see that uh, matchup in the national title game. I, I mean, that's how good those two teams are. So um, we'll see what happens with them. Um, but even looking around, I mean, William Penn's going to play for a, a, uh, a conference championship uh, this week or tomorrow as well. Uh, sorry, William Penn's going to play for a, a tournament uh, championship uh, today. Um, and then, you know, all of it, Nazarene has been, been red hot, um, you know, cream of crop, they're playing for theirs uh, today. Um, Oklahoma Wesleyan, uh, another top uh, 10 team uh, who's going to be uh, uh, playing for the KCAC title. Um, and then, uh, you know, just continuing to look around uh, the country. Um, I, you know, you say cream of the crop, and, and we're talking about a lot of top five, 10, or top five, top 10 teams. Uh, but then you have unranked union, uh, uh, speaking of cream of the crop, who uh, has now won 29 straight uh, Appalachian Athletic Conference tournament games uh, on their way to their ninth straight uh, Appalachian Athletic Conference tournament championship. And uh, uh, just unbelievable what they've been able to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know that they're really, really good um, and they survived, survived a couple uh, this year. You know, they didn't win, a, win any of these games handily. Matter of fact, I think they're their uh, biggest win was in the cha- uh, the tournament championship against Montreat uh, with a five point win. But uh, I know they hit a buzzer beater. Uh, granted, they were tied, but they hit a buzzer beater uh, to advance in the, in the opening round. Um, and then in the uh, semifinals was another close game. And uh, but yeah, just g- good team after good team after good team uh, across the country um, that have, have found ways to win uh, their or go or either win or or are going to play for uh, their league championship uh, here in the next couple of days. So. Um, just to look around the country, it's a, uh, it's that time of year, you know, uh, teams are starting to separate themselves a little bit too, you know, as you look at, uh, um, even a college of Idaho team out West, um, who, uh, uh, you know, won the regular season cascade, uh, title and, and, uh, has been rolling through the, uh, their first two rounds of the, uh, cascade tournament now, uh, going to play for a conference uh, championship game against Southern Oregon. So, 
Um, really good teams all across the country that are uh, figuring out how to play some tournament basketball. And, uh, you know, I don't know what uh, what your thoughts are on around the country, but uh, just been a lot of fun watching the, uh, you know, the upsets and all that are fun, but but watching the top teams in the country yeah. uh, just just completely put on shows. I, I mean, that that is really fun to me because you just see the best teams at their best. And that is a lot of fun because NAI basketball at its best is, is a very, very high level of play. Yeah, I think especially a team like William Penn that kind of had a really, really tough test in their first round of the conference tournament and then just able to win a close game in a conference setting and then kind of continue to roll really speaks about that team, right? Just handling close games, I think, at this time of the year, it can only benefit you, obviously. Um, well, so just to get tested early. That, I mean, yeah, just to jump in on that, I mean, that first-round game, I mean, they were dead in the water. I mean, they were they were down right. 14 with – with like six and a half to go. And you don't see a lot of teams come back from that. And, um, you know, it, it was Rocky Lamar, uh, you know, his last game of his career, end up being his last game of his career. But, um, you know, I thought that mid-am team uh, went down fighting, you know, it was, you know, they knew that their legendary coach was retiring after the season and um, they really battled. So that was, that was kind of a cool thing. And, and unfortunately, you know, not unfortunate for William Penn, but you know, unfortunately uh, Rocky Lamar had to go out that way because they that may look like they were going to run away with that game. And, uh, William Penn uh, dug dug deep and found a way to come back and win that one. Um, and then, you know, in that semifinal game you were alluding to, uh, they were able to uh, avenge their only loss of the year. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, I think forget that they only have one loss and uh, the Central Methodist team beat them at home at Central Methodist. Um, you know, I, I can't remember when that game was, but uh, earlier this year. So uh, they avenged their only loss and now they'll play for a title tonight. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you talked a little bit about that William Penn game and I wanted to, to, you know, give, make sure we give a shout out to Rocky Lamar also uh, in that uh, uh, with his 803 uh, career wins. And uh, unfortunately, his his uh, legendary career is coming to or is, is now over, uh, but uh, a heck of a career. And I just want to give him uh, one final uh, legendary shout out because uh, he's a legendary coach and uh, going to going to retire a Hall of Famer. Yeah, another team I think that is really kind of starting to maybe surprise some people, but has been pretty good all year long has been Jamestown. Right, that third team obviously with Mason Walters is is a great great player, but you know just they're a team that's a, a traditional power, right? They have national tournament experience, and now they're kind of maybe hitting their stride. They're making their way through the conference tournament. A team with a really good player, like we said, with kind of seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe. Might be the start of a magical run through the GPAC tournament. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But certainly um, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but not really that big of a surprise because Jamestown has been a pretty good team all year long. You know, it's, it's, I don't know what it is about this time of year for them, uh, but they, they seem to really turn on to a different level because, you know, last year, I don't remember what seed they were in the GPAC, or GPAC tournament, but uh, um, I know they kind of uh, struggled a little bit going into the tournament. And then uh, – you know, obviously they made a big run, uh, not just in the GPAC tournament, but they got into the national tournament uh, while they were a bubble team and then uh, made it all the way to Kansas City from there, you know, and uh, I ended up losing to the eventual uh, national champion, Shawnee State, in one of the best big man battles I think I've, I've ever witnessed. But uh, between EJ Ono and uh, and Mason Walters uh, was, was a very, very fun battle there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great call out because uh, this Jamestown uh, team is going to uh, – uh, I think be a surprise to some people and, and, and maybe one of those other teams kind of like a grace 
uh, that nobody wants to see uh, in their pod. So I'm um, going to be interesting kind of next week when they, when these come out to, to kind of see where teams are placed because uh, uh, certainly a couple teams that are better than the record that, that I don't think anybody wants to, to turn around and face. Uh, uh, you know, kind of kind of a turnover from some of the action that's happened to some of the action that we're going to see. Um, you know, we start off tonight with some some big time uh, semifinal games and championships. Um, you know, Lords at Madonna. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. I think that Lords team is pretty well coached. They're probably a bid stealer as well. I probably should have listed them uh, as one. Lords is the team that uh, um, you know, a bubble team. And uh, I think I think the winner of this game. Uh, obviously, we'll get the auto bid. I don't, th- I don't think the loser uh, will, but uh, um, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with the whack because you know, obviously, the winner is going to get an auto bid here. Indiana Tech's already in, um, and then you know, do you take the loser over Cornerstone, or do you take Cornerstone over the loser? You know, that of this game, and that's that'll be an interesting uh, thing to watch this week. But uh, um, you know, you got that championship game. You got uh, Montana Tech at Carroll again tonight. Um, I, I love that uh, that Frontier Conference matchup. I think these two teams, uh, uh, you know, we talked about cream of the crop. They're, they've been the cream of the crop uh, in their uh, league all year long. And um, winning at Carroll is going to be very, very tough. Uh, but yeah. uh, um, I love me some Sindhu Diallo uh, and, and uh, <laughs> tough, tough, hard-nosed kid that got another game winner uh, in the semifinals uh, to get them to this game. And, and I'm interested uh, to watch that matchup tonight. And then, uh, you know, I know a, a game that you'll probably touch base on, but, uh, uh, you know, in the the uh, CCAC, uh, you know, big time matchup with, with Lincoln and at uh, all of it, Nazarene and uh, um, the Lincoln team, man, I tell you, they, I, I, you know, I, I not to give myself another shameless plug, but, to, uh, you know, they're they're just they you had this sense about them. I mean, they just they love this time of year. I mean, they kind of been this way since they joined the NEI a few years, a couple of years ago, but uh um, they just seem to play good in the tournament, no matter what the record is, um, no matter anything. I mean, they just, they don't, they don't really care about your record. You know what I mean? They're one of those teams that they're not going to fear yeah. you. <laughs> you know, they, they play with no fear. They don't, you know, they're going to turn around tomorrow. And I mean, they don't care that all of all of the Nazarene is, is, uh, got the best player in the league and maybe the national player of the year and, and, uh, that they won the league. I mean, they, they don't care any about that, about any of that. They're, they're going to go out and hoop and, and give it their best go around. And obviously, uh, for for Darnell Latham and company, uh, you know they have no tomorrow, so um, they have to win that game if they're going to play. And uh, you know you just expect uh, uh, maybe a, a, a game that uh, a lot of people maybe think that all of it Nazarene uh, will win handily. Uh, I, I want to be so sure about that because that Lincoln team is going to have a lot of fight in them. Right, and all of that you think historically in the last few years has has really struggled in the CCAC championship. They lost both of them to the South Bend, right, and so. I, I think if you're all of it, you got to have some pride going into this thing, right? You can't assume anything. You've got to be ready to play, and you like, you've got to want to. It sounds so silly, but you got to want to win this game, right? You owe it to yourselves, especially if you're Alex Gross. You want to go out a conference champion, so you got to come ready to play, ready to compete. And like you said, Lincoln, they're not going to roll over. They're they're they have no fear. They play really really hard, and I think they can come out and hit you right in the mouth, right? And we're going to learn a lot about all of that if that game gets tight and that game gets close because I think all of that really has, has not – they haven't really struggled much at all, right, through the CCAC schedule. So if Lincoln can give them a really, really good run, we're going to learn a lot about all of that. But, I mean, if you're all of that, you've got to, you've got to close this thing out. You owe it to yourselves. Um, 
you just got to reward yourself for such a good year. Yeah, it's uh, just that time of year. I mean, it, you know, anything can happen. And, and as good as all of it Nazarene's been, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I mean, uh, not saying they won't win by 20, but uh, um, certainly a game, uh, you know, three with three title games tomorrow. Um, it's something to watch out. But even some semifinal games tomorrow, you know, you got uh, um, an Oklahoma City team, uh, you know, that, Maybe a lot of team, a lot of people uh, look at the record and, and uh, you know, they lost a lot of top 25 games early. Um, you know, they, they added a player at the at the break um, that, that's one of their best players and, and is a kid that has helped them win some games. Um, but as you look at, at the Sooner Athletic Conference and one of the best teams in the, or one of the best leagues in the country, um, when you have 15 wins in that league and you finish as a three seed and, and this is the league. You know, I do want to. I do want to make sure I touch base with this. That, that them and Wayland Baptist and, and even Mac U a little bit. Um, those are three teams that that uh, and Sag U is going through right now, um, where COVID is is very very. The COVID rules in that league are are way different compared to the rest of the league, um, and these teams are having to, to run out there with, you know, baseball players, football players, whatever they can do, yeah. student, random students that they can find just to to not forfeit. You know, they're. Nobody wants to forfeit. They'd rather at least take the court and give it a fighting chance, you know. And um, so you see a couple forfeits in this league, but you're going to see some losses in this league um, where, where players where, where these teams were, you know, out had players out to COVID. And, and Sagu right now is one of those teams that, I mean, they're playing without, uh, they're playing without Joshua Kashilla, who was the sack player of the year uh, last year and a first team All American last year. And then they're playing without Nicholas Mason, who, sat out last year because of COVID. And then he is actually a player that was a first team All-American the year before. So they're playing without two six four and a six four and a six six All-American wings uh, who are, are electric scores. Uh, and you're going to see that they've lost some games here as of late. Um, it's probably going to drag down their seating. So God, God help uh, the teams in their, their pot as well, because uh, it's probably going to dampen their, their seeding, they're going to get a much better team than uh, in that pod than what people may not uh, know. But uh, you know, looking through the the Sooner Athletic, it's just uh, uh, as the semifinals tomorrow: uh, Oklahoma City versus Sagu, and then Wayland Baptist uh, versus uh, uh, USAO. Um, you know, you just kind of I'm interested to see this Wayland Baptist and Oklahoma City team and compete because uh, two teams that are uh, on the bubble, and and you know, no matter if you which one you have above uh, the other. Um, you know, we'll see how many teams get in from, from the sack, but uh, uh, certainly two teams that can really improve uh, their chances with it with a big win. So um, I'm eager to see that semifinal game, those two semifinal games from the sack tomorrow as well, or later on tonight as well. Right. Yeah. And you got to think Coach Birkoff, friend of the program, right? Hashtag just us. He really is just pulling baseball players out, out of practice and saying, hey, come come play with us. And that's the time of year that league has been a little bit different than most leagues but I think you bring up a a really good point when you think about records when you don't want to get too far into the selection committee and and kind of the process behind that but some of these records really are deceiving because teams have had to forfeit and that goes down as a loss obviously and it's just a little bit different so you got to go way beyond record you got to really look at the schedule look at what happened Um, obviously you're missing all Americans if you're SAGU and it's just it's that time of year where things really have to be you got to do your due diligence right if you're scouting as you enter into the national tournament you got to understand who's there what's the real story behind 
the record. Um, but yeah, just uh, going to be an interesting semifinal tonight. Um, I don't know. I don't really know if you lean one way or the other, but we'll see who comes out. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we talked about some of the other title games. We talked a little bit about William Penn uh, already, but uh, uh, we got an Angel team uh, um, who, who was making the long trip up uh, to Oskaloosa. Um, uh, from from Springfield, Missouri, uh, to play William Penn in that Hart title game, and um, that'll be an interesting game as well. I mean, you know, uh, you know, we talked a b- little bit about, uh, um, you know, William Penn maybe their Achilles heel over the last few years have been teams that are kind of slow, methodic, and, and Evangel plays that way a little bit. Um, and William Penn hit a you know basically a buzzer beater uh, to beat them at their place uh, earlier in the year, and, and uh, since then Evangel's won seven of their last eight. Uh, game so um you know don't need to go too much in depth because we talked a lot about William Penn already but uh, just a, a heart conference championship game that uh, um you know t- between two teams that are already in the national tournament um it, it'll be be a fun little battle between those two I think as well and then turning our attention to Tuesday uh you know we wrap up things uh on Tuesday uh you know you talked about that Jamestown team um, already, but that GPAC title is going title game is going to be very, very interesting between Jamestown and Concordia. Um, you know, I don't want to throw that team of destiny line out again, but that Concordia team, you know, between the, uh, the craziness we saw in the Briarcliff game a few, uh, or two weeks ago or a week ago, I don't remember how long ago that was. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the last 15 seconds of that game when they won and then, uh, they pulled off another, uh, uh, really, really good last uh, last basic minute, but another uh, um, you know great ending to a game uh, against Doan uh, in the semifinals. And, and Doan's a, a tough, scrappy team, and um, they're they're probably a bubble team, uh, probably on the outside right now. Uh, but uh, that Doan team, uh, um, Coach McEthan and them have done a really good job with that team, and, and they had a lot of fight in them this year. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. But that, that Jamestown Concordia game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, you know, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Concordia, uh, I don't know if anybody's watched Jamestown a lot lately, but they've, they've played a lot more of their, their double big sets, but Schultz and, and, uh, and uh, Mesa Walters together. Uh, and so just kind of, you know, how do they guard Concordia and, and their shooters? And, uh, you know, that, that's a, for a, from a gameplay uh, setting, not just two good teams, but a, a gameplay setting, um, I'm kind of interested to see how that one goes down. Right, yeah, and that is, you know, when you get those contrasting styles and the matchup issues, that's where, you know, we talk so much about players on here. We probably don't give coaches enough shine, but so much of the game planning and so much of the scheming is done in walkthroughs and, you know, the night before and all that. And so I think now, especially as we go into conference tournament play, what small wrinkles can you put in, right? What small little things, what, what minor adjustments can you make to give yourself that competitive edge. So going to be interesting. You know, it's almost like a game of chess, right? Where you got to place pieces here and you got to make this small little tweak here to your offense or small little tweak here to your lineup. Um, And that's where I really, really love the gamesmanship at this point in the year. And we see, especially in close games, some different things. You know, I I remember watching a, a Holy Cross team that played all man for, you know, 28 games and, and, you know, every single second was man and then all of a sudden they throw zone at it out of a timeout in a late game situation and it's adjustments like that that really can kind of help win the games yeah and then just uh, looking across the 
the way, uh, you know, uh, I, I think you have a fun little enticing matchup in the River States uh, uh, between uh, Kokomo and, and West Virginia Tech. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued on that one. Both of those teams are, are in the national tournament. Um, but, uh, you know, a little bit of pride, a little bit maybe uh, seed improvement, you know, with a, with a title uh, in, in this one. But uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued with that one. We've talked about both these teams and, and how and their players and how good they are. Um, and then we're going to we're going to have the the uh, the other river one, the, the Red River Athletic Conference uh, title game as well. I'm eager to kind of see how that one plays out. We're going to have the semifinals of, of that one tonight as well. Um, but then the championship tomorrow. Um, and then we're going to have uh, uh, another fun little matchup um, out in the West Coast. There were a couple a couple of them. We're going to see uh, uh, Tuesday's uh, Cal Pack title game. Um, and, and then we're going to have a, a battle. Um, that's, that a lot of people uh, may stay up late at night to, to watch this Southern Oregon College of Idaho game because uh, um, Southern Oregon being one of those bid stealers, and uh, they're going to have to go to College of Idaho to do that. And, uh, for people that don't know, College of Idaho uh, leads the, the country in attendance every year. I mean, just a uh, sold out, uh, a nice, nice uh, facility that's sold out every game. And uh, um, I know that, uh, can't remember the exact number, but they, they beat a lot of Division ones in, in attendance, uh, home attendance every year. So, um, not a not an easy place to go win uh, at, but uh, uh, certainly a lot of people in the bubble uh, will be paying attention to that Southern Oregon team, and uh, they'll be, they'll be big uh, Yoke fans uh, because they're going to be rooting for College of Idaho to go ahead and, and win that uh, that Cascade title out there. So um, you know it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, but uh, uh, cer- certainly on Tuesday uh, with the with the um, selection show on Thursday, those Tuesday night games are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point about um, still playing for seeding at this point, right? Where we talked about in the regular season how teams were always playing for seeding in their conference tournament. Now you can't really let off the gas. Like you're a team like College of Idaho who has played really well all, all season long and I believe is a single bid league. You've got to win that, right? You have got to prove that you deserve it and you have, you know, you are the team that, America believes you are, right? And if you slip up here, that might be – that's a, a kind of a major blemish, right, where the selection committee might kind of look down on you because of that. You, you have got to finish the job here. Um, but, you know, it's just the seating is still on the line. So teams, although it may seem like they're all, already in, you're still playing for seating in the national tournament. So got to keep that in mind as you move into these championship games. Well, especially with the host sites, you know, uh, there's 11 right. – 11 of the 16, I believe is what it is, are, are actual site campuses. So you're only looking at uh, um, a handful of uh, uh, of the neutral sites. So there's a big difference between that three and four seed even, you know, because if you're a, a three seed, and eight, even if a three and two, but uh, or, you know, even a, a four, three, two. But, uh, um, you know, if you're, if you're a three seed, you're facing the two. Uh, where you're four, you may have to play the team, you know, a true road game in that opening round. And so – um, you know, even as a three, you know, maybe uphill battle depending on who that two seed you're up against. But uh, those are things that, that, you know, we can cover a little bit when on our national tournament uh, episode. But uh, there is a big difference. Uh, and that, that's why I say that, uh, you know, teams are fighting for seeding because, uh, it, you know, you certainly don't want to be a four and, and have to, to go play somebody on a true road game, you know. And, and uh, not that, that maybe Kokomo and, uh, and, and uh, West Virginia Tech are, are probably not going to be fours, but uh, – um, you know, even threes and twos, you know, uh, uh, can can matter maybe even to where you go, you know, 
Um, you know, you slide up the, the you know, we're talking about in the pod one through four, but uh, maybe you're the, you're the two seed right now, um, you, you know, in, you know, yeah, I'm trying to think of a close one uh, for them, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you, uh, maybe you go, tr- maybe you're a two seed in Omaha right now. And then, uh, but if you, if you lose, you're the two seed and, and have to go travel, you know, a thousand more miles across the, the country to another, another site. So, um, you know, the, the seeding really does matter because uh, um, I, I do think that uh, as you're looking around, you, you want to kind of try to play as close to home as possible. And um, like I said, if you're two or three, you're happy because you're not going to, you know, you at least get to play a neutral game uh, or you should be able to play at least a neutral game in that, that opening round. And then uh, probably play the host host site uh, uh, in the second round, but at least you give yourself a, a better chance uh, uh, if you're going to be able to go play uh, a neutral site game in that opening round to get yourself a win. Right. Yeah. And I think you think of, about a lot of these sites, the current sites for conference tournaments, right. Where teams that are now, you know, if you make a run, Lincoln obviously is not a good example, but a team that has made a run through their um, conference tournament that's been on a neutral site that maybe wasn't expected to win their conference tournament just continues to flow, right? Where you're going to another site and you're playing on the road and, and you just almost in an odd way be comfortable being on the road and, and you just have this mentality of, all right, next game, right? We're just moving on to the next game. We're just focused on the game. We're not focused on where we're playing it. We're focused on our opponent. We're focused on what we've worked on all year long. And somehow, some way, that sometimes works itself out, right? Where you just see a team get hot. You just see a team click and, and figure it out. And it doesn't matter what gym they're shooting in. It doesn't matter what the backdrop is. They're just ready to compete. They're ready to play ball night in and night out. Yeah, and, and those are all obviously things that we can talk about a little bit more on the, the next episode. And we'll have some coaches on as well um, as we break down the, the national tournament because uh, uh, we'll actually have a bracket out on Thursday, which is exciting times. Um, uh, always to see, you know, the, the, the national tournament bracket, um, you know, a, a heads up that this year, uh, we, I know we've mentioned a couple times, but this year they are not reseeding when they get to Kansas City. So um, it is going to be the tournament that the, the tournament bracket that actually uh, comes out will be the one all the way through. Uh, and we will be able to uh, next week weekend, we will uh, have some coaches on. We'll have a committee member on um, as well um, to, to kind of dissect uh, the um, – you know, the, the ins and outs of, of each bracket. Um, and it'll be a, a fun time of year. Um, always is a fun time of year, but, uh, um, you know, I, I do want to, uh, uh, end, you know, on, on a, on a note that, uh, um, you know, just a, a shout out to all those seniors out there that, uh, you know, with their careers, uh, coming to an end, um, you know, whether you're a parent of one or, or even a player of one, uh, or, or those that are going to end here in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, it's been a joy watching you play. It's, it's been fun. Um, I, you know, I, it's probably not our position to thank you for playing NEI basketball, but uh, um, we sure as heck have had a lot of uh, fun covering a lot of players across the country. So um, if you're a senior that uh, um, is, is done with their career or, or his career is coming to an end, uh, you know, we want to wish you the best of luck uh, in whatever future endeavors you, you uh, come across, uh, whether you're going to go play pro basketball or uh, you're going to be a dentist or a doctor or a teacher or whatever that uh, future holds. Um, you know, uh, you're always welcome around uh, our, our ranks uh, as NEI Hoops Report. Uh, but again, we, we've enjoyed covering you all and, and wish you the best of luck uh, in, in your future. So uh, with that, Pat, uh, I know, uh, like I said, we will have a, a, a big time show next week. It'll probably be 
uh, maybe twice as long as this episode. So uh, everybody uh, gets their popcorn and everything ready to go for that because uh, it's going to be a long one, but it's always a, a fun episode. Uh, but uh, until next time, uh, this is Pat and Junior signing off.